Welcome to Polycast, a civilization podcast focused on game strategy. Dan Q. Makalua. The Mian Team. Mad Jin. That's what happens when I have the girls around here. You guys know that sometimes the singing is not a great thing, but Dan apparently no, and everybody else, and oh, so out of tune. Is this killing him not to be able to talk? <laughs> yes. I have to tell you things now. It's going to be in the outtakes. Uh, probably. Well, now that the live stream is done, I can tell you what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, male opinions around here, do you know what? <laughs> Isn't Mackie's laptop 20 years old now? <laughs> well, you know, it, it is difficult for her to get rid of the laptop because, you know, it is her fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like nothing's changed. <laughs> okay, so I've been on Ollycast three times, and each time you haven't been there. No, I think this is uh, on purpose because Dan can't handle too many trolls in there. I to but he just knows we'd start running the cat patrols and he wouldn't be able to stop us. <laughs> I, I, I thought that episode was very interesting, Drew, because it was like it should be titled Drew Disagrees with Everyone. I know, right? <laughs> no, 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 only that one part I disagree with, with people. But you did disagree with everyone on that part, so. Well, okay, so. No, I, I, I. You just disagreed I, with I, even that part. I, yeah, I, I, not, you're no, still I, disagreeing, I, even now. I stand by my statement. It's fine. You know, you can... <laughs> I stand by my disagreement. <laughs> that that doesn't mean whether you don't disagree, just because you stand by it. What the heck? <laughs> no, I'm saying that I stand by what I said in that podcast. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Or is it? I mean, all I'm saying <laughs> is that everyone there was wrong, and I was right. Well, it depends. Is it something I would agree with or not? Because then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. It was interesting to see an episode of Dan. You know, yeah, this this thing come up. Yep. Someone's gonna have to take over his podcast. I guess so. <laughs> gonna blow up the planet. Or is it technically a mutant name? I don't know. Dan, when you're listening to this, tell me if it's a mutant. It's a coup. Right? <laughs> oh, it's a coup. Yeah, that's more like it. A mutant coup. <laughs> that's true. He will listen to this. Actually, I don't know if he'll listen to all of it or just look for those. Yeah. Things talking loud or something. Well, see, you should have said something really loud before that to get him to pay attention. Dan, we're doing a coup <laughs> right now on your podcast right now. Wow, 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 we're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just raised the odds that this will be included. I don't see either that important. The amount of yields you're getting from religion on average just aren't that impressive compared to getting another city or two out sooner. That's totally different. Well, no, that's you're... what you're weighing it against. If you're talking about early holy sites, no, it's not like you can no, we're talking, drop Oh no, no, we're talking districts and districts only here. We're not talking districts versus settler because if you go, oh, well, a different city, yeah, well, I could just choose not to build the commerce district, industrial district, or campus district as well and just build another settler. You get another city. Very easy to get a city to pop for. Man. Unless your terrain is awful. You strong, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, what is your argument in the first place? Now that you're mentioning that, I'm not sure where you're coming from. <laughs> uh, I'm more laughing at the fact that when we're talking purely districts, that you're throwing settlers into it whenever I suggest holy sites, but you refuse to accept settlers when it comes okay, to fine. anything else. Because when you're okay, talking fine. district versus let, district... Let, let me back up. You're, you have a point. <laughs> When you hit a new knit, it would take time to get its combat strength up because you go through techs and civics to do that. Yeah. Upgrade costs, if you do that, upgrade costs, if they're based on the combat strength differential, would be cheaper as well because the new unit wouldn't be too much more powerful than the old unit at the time. And so it would be relatively cheap. And then the longer you wait and the more powerful you make the next unit, the more expensive it would be to upgrade. Unless you scaled it in a way where you had some disincentive to upgrade it right away and keep the old stuff because it's more familiar, but eventually then you would get outscaled. Well, I would say that the sword versus spear versus horse, those modifiers that help in that respect... Oh, I'm thinking like arrow jumps, not... Oh no, that stuff would disappear as soon as you hit gunpowder. So gunpowder units would still be the melee line, but gunpowder units would lose the bonuses of the melee line versus pikes. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you could make those bonuses like that. enough that your very initial gunpowder unit could actually be technically worse, so you don't want to necessarily switch immediately. Yeah. Or maybe it's like on par, but yeah, it's the on par over Yeah, uh, you could easily do that. Gunpowder made it to Europe, and they didn't all like. Oh, we don't need swords no more. Yeah. Gunpowder made its way across Asia, and you didn't see people without gunpowder get just absolutely wrecked. It was impractical for a long time. Yeah. It was both depending on what you're fighting. If you're going up against formation armies in plate or really any decent armor, then even the earlier firearms are more attractive because you needed a pretty low, a weak bullet to not just punch through the armor. But if you're fighting like dudes on horses who arrow you from outside your effective range, that's not very helpful. Well, that's the thing. Historically, it was arrows versus guns. That was the actual dichotomy, not sword versus gun. Well, yeah, but you, the arrows do <laughs> not punch through armor like guns do. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> they punch through armor way better not, than the, the guns did. I don't know, man. Yeah. Even like powder era firearms, yep. they get to plate more easily than arrows. And Unless you're talking about really, really, really super high torque crossbows. But even those had limitations. Longbows would wreck through a crossbows had more force than longbows, even, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, it's Could not put that much force <laughs> with just one arm. <laughs> Something I was thinking about for the issue of early conquest has a huge dominating effect on the game. And in multiplayer, it has two problems. One is that it's snowballing. So the things you do early in the game basically determine the rest of the game. You can end up in first place and, well, that's that. And it's your game to lose, yeah. Yeah, but it also ruins it for the guy who got conquered. Well, too bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, look, wait a minute, wait a minute. The guy who got conquered, they don't have to worry about anything being ruined. They're gone. They don't have to worry about that. It's okay. But but they're but they're sad. No no no. See, they don't exist anymore to be sad. You stop their sadness permanently. Okay. No, but what I was thinking is, I was playing the board game Seven Wonders, and the way military works in that, you get points for beating up on your neighbors. But you don't destroy them. Of course not. That's a completely different game and has nothing to do with reality. <laughs> right, right, fair, right, right. Neither does but... Like most yeah. games, but yeah, yeah. But it got me thinking about a model where military can gain you power and glory, but without destroying everybody. 
Well, yes, you can go destroy everybody and ruin their games. You can go over and mass pillage that person, and then once you (laughs) take all their, once you burn (laughs) down all this stuff, you can walk away and go, "Look at me, I got lots of stuff." Yeah, that doesn't ruin anyone's game. (laughs) It won't set you back to (laughs) it. Yeah, and or we can just reduce you to one city that has all of your stuff pillaged and you can't leave. Yeah, well, that's pretty much how you can win any victory condition in the game you want. People who say that domination is easier than culture or science victory fail to take into account that you can do that. And that means that by default, you can win any victory condition you want. All victory conditions are military victory conditions. At that point, yeah. Though there will be that one AI that has exactly one desert tile, which will get filled with the pyramid. Yeah. There's three tiles in the city. I'm going to build Petra. Oh, my God. Three? I've seen them do it with a wand. I know, but at least occasionally I've seen them uh, be a little more useful with it. Yeah, but even when they do that, they'll then build wonders or uh, districts on the other two desert tiles and waste yep, it there. pretty much. They're just trying to go for a score victory. Yep. We've got to watch out. And if, of course, uh, you're going for that whole, I have absolutely no good adjacency bonuses from playing no good mountains for the campus or you know no good surrounds or anything then you can always build the eiffel tower to drive up your appeal and as the wiki says you can also plant forests in the late game to increase the appeal but that's kind of questionable planting woods to increase appeal of a specific district and eh, i mean you have to get to breathtaking so if you can get it up to breathtaking, that just gives you plus three. Depends on what one you're putting there and what you're looking for. And really, by the time you can plant woods, yeah, an extra one or two points of science or culture or something isn't really going to affect you. I thought that was more standard to do if you wanted one city that could just hammer really heavily and you'd spam lumber mills. It's pretty builder-intensive, but you can centralize a lot of production there. Yeah, about the only time I do it is with tundra tiles. Yeah, yeah, tundra tiles, definitely. The first time next turn didn't mean next turn. Hmm. I just use keys, so it takes me less time than you, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) What keys are you using? Gloves thrown down. I rekey mapped, so I'm using ZX and spacebar. X is for switch between units. Z is for switch between cities. Spacebar is for next action. So it just zips through the uh, both unit movement and uh, all the turns. Oh, it's like you've combined with the shift enter thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not shift enter. No, shift enter is totally separate. Well, shift enter rolls over the turn, but if you shift enter, you can get past all those. Hey, the unit still needs orders. Unit still needs orders. No, no, this is next action. That's different from what I'm saying, though. No, when you use next action, it takes it out of the order. Okay, so I should start doing that then to get past this. If you don't do that, if you just click on a next unit, then it treats it like you haven't moved a unit you have moved. And when you hit next turn, it does not advance the turn. It moves you back to that unit. So yes, it's good that there's that circumvention, but still you should be able to hit next turn and it does the exact same thing. I find it hard to believe Matt plays faster than me, by the way. Better yet, faster, doubtful. (laughs) I can hit space bar faster than you can move your mouse. Oh, man. Remember those couple oh, games of StarCraft we played? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Choose not to take specific great people, because I personally think that you should always take them. Uh, it depends. There's a few I will refuse, and it might be a couple of those admirals I might actually refuse if I'm hoping for a better one from that era. Sometimes I'll refuse scientists if I've already progressed far enough. Mm, to where yeah, it won't make an effect. Yeah, if and I'd rather not waste the points on it. Yeah. 
I don't mind the passing part because somebody else will take it. And every time somebody passes, the cost goes down, so it won't be sitting there forever. Unless, of course, you're playing a multiplayer game well, where somebody just one. refuses. Yeah. Uh, you're only, the only one going for that particular great person. Yeah. There's also like one or two merchants I'll pass on, but not many. I'll pretty much take every engineer, possibly with the exception of the wall building guy. Oh, no, yeah. the wall building well, guy. Well, now is that awesome you know, out of that. Let's see, by the time you gather enough engineer points to take the guy, I've already built the walls with the bonus from defensive mentality and possibly with the monarchy bonus. Yeah. I have a thought about this. First of all, a bigger pool, but you also can choose from the pool so you don't only have one type of great artist or great person to choose from. When you get the opportunity to take a great person, you have a choice of maybe two instead of just the one. I'm fine with one, but I was thinking some similar line to deal with the issue. Is well, that, say you're in the Renaissance and you've already plowed through all four, instead of jumping up to the industrial, even though this won't work for artists, that it would actually go to backfill. So it'll go previous eras and backfill older stuff before switching to the industrial. Which unfortunately doesn't work for artists because they only start yeah. in the Renaissance. But if honestly, if you ask me, I think the only thing to do with artists is if you ask me, make the pool like four or five times the size, reduce the cost and make it so you choose which of their works you get. Yeah, or just chop off a yeah. couple and, and because then if you, ha- in you have else. a better chance to get the particular thing you want, like uh, sculptures. Yeah. yeah. Notice that civilizations never do peace because they're sick of fighting. No, it's because you're winning. Yep. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like they ignore warriorness or something. I don't care that these I rebels that spawned or tearing apart my empire. I'm not making peace with you. Are your cities lightly defended now? What a pity. Even when it's those wars and I don't go on the counteroffense, I'm just like, you sent like 10 warriors my way and I've killed them all. They can be peace. And you're like, no. And like, I just want to wipe peace. I don't want any of your shit. Just just end it. And you're like, no, no, no. This war is not over. I'm winning. Blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as I walk over pillage one tuss, like, here, half, half my empire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll give you one gold. You give me five luxuries and two strategics. And I'm like, get the hell out of my course. Nope. Go back to your land. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm not talking to you. Or the other guys that come up to you and it's like, okay, I'll give you 50 gold and I want two of these. And they're like, can I just have your luxury? No, for that I want six luxuries, two great works, and a city. But you have seven of them. What does it matter? Pretty much as soon as they get to denounce you, they're like, oh, wait, start giving me stuff. They'll keep sending those messages like every turn. And I look at them on my entire other continent on the other side and I'm like, uh, no. no. <laughs> if you want it, come get us. I they... beat the crap out of Australia, and shortly after making peace, they're like, you better give us a bunch of stuff or else. I'm like, or else what? I nuke the rest of your empire? <laughs> there does need to be more great people in general, so that yes. the pool is larger. Even yes. if there's All not, Even if there's not yeah. more per era, but that there is a bigger pool. Absolutely. Especially for a larger maps. and you Yeah. Know. There's not enough variety, and they can be predictable. Especially with great generals and having a lot of warmongers getting encampments up early. is <sighs> Pool for great generals gets taken up so quickly 
that you're already into renaissance guys you're already in the renaissance and it's really bad pool was larger you wouldn't have that kind of problem you know what i'm thinking is that maybe next time i see another civilization settler wandering into my territory i'm just gonna kill it <laughs> instead of no there's nothing more irritating than you have most of the continent but another civilization city is right there a little nodule it's like why did you do that but we have to fill in the space didn't you know I kind of wouldn't mind if the warmongering penalty was maybe reduced a little late game for distance and all that sort of thing. So if someone sails from the other continent over to yours and settles, no one should really bat an eyelid that you just absolutely mullered it into the ground. Well, <laughs> it's like, it oh wait, sense, uh, yeah. a country on the other side of the world just attacked another country. I should be really, really angry, but I'm not. Yeah. I don't think that adjacency bonuses are as important as I originally might have thought. I mean, unless you can get, like, a huge plus five bonus or something. Well, even a plus two or a plus three from an early campus can still be pretty good because that adds up. That gets you to the next thing. Yeah, think a campus adjacency is basically the same as, you know, you just randomly discovering a scientific city state first and suddenly you're swimming in science and you're teching so fast. Mm -hmm. And it depends on if you put the card down for doubling up the adjacency bonuses. There's a lot of stuff with regards to all these base additive figures that probably could do with some balancing here or there. You I mean suppose. like why there shouldn't be a billion cities in your empire? Something like, like that, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of a huge shift between Civ 5 and Civ 6, between the additive and multiplicative. Maybe they should find a way to mix them up. Even a slight reduction of some of the values might even be necessary. It's going to be hard to balance. And that's something that you really should be thinking about all game. We don't really emphasize it on the show a lot. It's basic micro, but yeah, you should be doing it, yes, if you want to be playing effectively. Not necessarily basic micro, but basic planning. Well, okay, but it's micromanagement planning. No, it's, it's just call it planet. Let's get the word okay. micromanagement far, far right, away from fine. it, because people have bad reactions when you call things micromanagement. <sighs> fine. They shouldn't. <laughs> the only reason that people have bad reactions to, for micromanagement is because the game makes them tedious chores micromanager at, the, at its core is not necessarily bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> city planning is should not be considered a tedious chore well what i'm talking about though is like you're making the builder time so that it's ready when you're settling the city so you don't yeah. have units sitting around for an eternity or you don't have a city growing and not being able to work yeah. improved tiles because you built your builder too late yeah that's yeah, called that's planning, planning. <laughs> that, that's like unit movement turn planning it, it's yeah. micromanagement no. Attention to detail. Yeah. yeah. It's fine, though. I mean, we're not disagreeing what we are actually doing in practice. No, no. You can call it whatever you want, but you should be doing it if you want to be playing well. Yeah. If you had, say, three copies of Die, and you went to the same AI, you could offer them not one, but both copies, and they would accept it typically for less. Oh, yeah. But sometimes they would actually value the second one more. I know there were some other variables in there that I wasn't counting for. And yes, the counter to that is, but Dan, they could then turn around and then be acting as a broker for that second copy. Yeah. That's true, but was the AI actually doing that? I, I really doubt that. If, if they would, that would actually be fantastic. But I, I think there's some other things, more simple things that we would want to address with the AI before we put some kind of brokering aspect into the game. The AI trades for a second copy. You can be like, oh, look, I have two copies of this now, so I can trade it. So it's just like not blocking after one deal. The scenario you describe actually justifies that functionality. 
because maybe no one else is willing to trade with you, but this AI is, and other people are willing to trade with this AI. So you are taking a penalty on potential trade due to your Diplo relations, but there's still benefit to be had for you and for the person you're trading with because they can get a small gain out of trading that resource forward. I'd almost suggest that uh, both caravels and frigates should just be flat range, like there shouldn't be a melee naval unit because that's just weird. No one rams anymore. <laughs> really, after the very first ramming ship back in the day, they put guns on those things. Yeah, I'm okay with the ramming stuff when it's still pre-cannon. But once you have cannons, yeah. that's probably what you should be using. Yeah. Well, there was ramming in the Napoleonic era still, but... Uh, it wasn't that was... like the only thing ships did, though, usually. <laughs> Sometimes when you were in a close naval engagement, that's what you did if you had no other choice. Well, yeah, but you were also trying to sink them by <laughs> sinking your, your own boat. <laughs> your ship could well, still shoot, though. Like, you were still capable of shooting. <laughs> Even then, it wasn't your only option to ram all the time. You didn't go out didn't... to sea anticipating that your only offensive maneuver is to ram the ship. <laughs> you don't ram the ship to sink it. You ram it to stop it from moving. Because sinking yeah, it is to... counterproductive. You were trying to capture it. But the small ships that you use to actually ram and try and board, those were tiny ships. If a proper frigate actually got a gun on it, it would blow the ramming ship up pretty quick. That's why I usually went in fleets, because they were well really easy to get exploded but uh i would still suggest i mean they should just be arranged after that unless you have specialized boarding ships and then everybody has an option to capture the ship yeah something uh, privateer like yeah but it sucks you would in get... combat but you can use it if you've got someone weakened or out of position yeah give it its combat strength based on what your melee units are so if you have basic gunpowder units then that's what it would jump across the boat to try and capture the ship if you kind of ignored your gunpowder and went straight to boats you will you'd probably have swords but no gunpowder which okay. makes it weird that you have cannons on boats at the same time but you know it's just one of those pretend things it's always been a thing in so <laughs> yeah well, cannons did predate guns uh so well yeah go. yeah but you still had gunpowder first oh yeah <laughs> kind of weird to have a cannon without gunpowder. <laughs> kind of. But I could picture, like, uh, late medieval having the early cannons, but not having the proper guns held by musket men or whatever. Well, obviously. I mean, they really should be split. Like, the siege-based ones were definitely first. Yeah. Early guns had a tendency to blow up. <laughs> and yeah. cannon, because you lose your hand when you fire it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and if you're lucky, that's all you lost. And uh, from a little earlier there, Mackie, I think you should look around your feet. There might be a grasshopper around you, because it sounded like a grasshopper rubbing its legs when uh, you were giving Oh, that may have been... Is this? Jimmy? Is that you? It's a Mackie snack. Oh! Oh, Mackie's eating grasshoppers now. Well, I hear it's a very popular source of protein elsewhere. So, sure. You get a nice contrast flavor if you coat them in chocolate. Or in, like, bear type stuff, like coat them in gummy and just kind of like bite in yeah do i need to look on amazon and see if there's actually a thing is gummy grasshoppers <laughs> you can limit search it do probably it. you do should it. google it just google for giggles search. yeah uh, uh why yeah why <laughs> like it'll it abuse us <laughs> no i want to hear your reaction when you, you. see it'll be great 
When yeah. you find out it's true. <laughs> Coming this year, deep fried grasshopper. I mean, we, I'm sure we've uh, already no. go up there and search for things. They hadn't already. Hey, that should be a resource. Insects, insects. Yep, a cluster of insects. Well, I didn't want it. No, I'm not <laughs> on every axe on the board. Insect, insect, <laughs> yes. insect, insect, yep. <laughs> insect, insect. And then you could have an amphibian one as well. That'd be great. Something about a demo. Moles. Mackie. Oh crap! For me. Why would it be anybody else but me? Now I have to find the thing and find the page again. Do you want me to do it then? Yeah, would you? Okay, there's a Civ Six demo now available. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. Get out of me. I knew it. It does make me want to have a city-state that doesn't give any bonuses, and it's just like a leech on your society. I call it something, and, and that <laughs> yeah. one. Oh! Wow. I'm not sorry! Totally not sorry for that Oh, it could be great. Derek Paxton, bleep! Ing <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Hey, I can make it worse, actually. There you but... go. That is the great thing about working at Stardock and not having any external publisher suit guys in control is we can absolutely do all that stuff, and Brad doesn't care, and we just... Whoa, whoa wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can bleep... <laughs> no, no, that wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> Especially the weird prostitution in there. Um, I'm not really in the, in the original post. Like, <laughs> really mad? On the national scale, exactly. <laughs> we are 12. This is like 90% of my economy, guys. I have to have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure we can slip that in there. Uh, 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 oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I can't say it. I <laughs> said I really want to, but I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I am not. No. Fact. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, strategic view. <laughs> let's, uh, let's transition away from that. Uh, apparently, somebody. Okay, yeah. no, let's, no, let's give him like 92. We'll throw him a bone. Yeah. I've already been boned enough. Not confused. Not to be confused. <laughs> oh wait a minute! <laughs> I would use um, lettuce and wrestling because you can eat a lot of that without any calories, of course. So oh, I, mean, I basically oh. couldn't eat anything. <laughs> <I'm speaking> <laughs> Sorry, I, I was off wondering how you were working lettuce into a wrestling match, but okay. <laughs> well, me too. I'm like, what do you take the lettuce and tickle the underarm of the opponent and make them? Giggle and distract. Oh my gosh, that, that, that <laughs> sounded bad. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Support the ongoing Polycast Patreon campaign. Collective achievements. Personal incentives. Month to month commitment. For more information, visit thepolycast.net/patreon. Call in today. In North America, 301-637-7659. In Europe, 44-121-288-7659. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. Log on to the series' official website at thepolycast.net. Record dates assorted. 
Yes. No coffee for you. <laughs> no. Are you sure it wasn't time to go to bed at 4.59 or maybe you need to wait till 5.01? Does it specifically have to be 5 a.m. your time? Yes. Yeah, no, it does. That's bedtime. Oh, uh, not before, not afterwards. So you're in sleep for exactly one minute or less than yep. one minute if the minute has yep. already started? Wow. <laughs> Civilization 4, 5, and Beyond Earth sound clips copyright take to interactive. Yeah, well, I that's can't your... go to bed now because it's not 5 o'clock. So. Oh, that's your secret. That's how you stay awake all the time. Yep, there must we'll be. Only sleep at 5 o'clock. Uh, so now I know your schedule. You're predictable. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Dan, quit stalking people. Uh, oh, Mackie, just because I stalk people other than you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> wait, what? Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> 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 Copyright civilized communication at civcom.net.